Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step Journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Welcome to Next Step Leadership Podcast. Uh, Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds here. And uh, Tracy, Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to you, my friend. And a Happy New Year, too. Yeah. I can't believe that we've uh, made it through another year. I always say that, but they seem to kind of gallop on in time. Yeah. And there's nothing better and sharing Christmas with friends. And today we are privileged to have a dear friend, Dr. Michael Stewart, with us. I just know you as Mike. And uh, I personally, uh, Mike has blessed me. He was uh, a president at Emmanuel College. I was already serving there and served with another president. He came on board, and a few years into his tenure, he gave me some opportunities to do some things in leadership that I would not have had an opportunity to do otherwise. So Mm. I'm deeply grateful for him uh, loving me and believing in me and calling forth some things in me. A uh, little bit about him. Uh, he's obviously he's a pastor, he's an author, he's a speaker, educator, he's been administrator, but most importantly, a husband to Pam Stewart and has two grown sons and man, grandkids. Man, he's, he's in a sweet place in life. Uh, once upon a time, I worked as executive director of ministries in the North uh, Carolina District Council in Selma area. He was president of Emanuel College for nine years uh, and dean at Richmond Graduate University and has worked at Falcon Christian Academy and Falcon Children's Home, uh, Falcon's Children's Home uh, as the head of the schools for a little over five years. Um, it's so great to have you with us, Mike. Welcome to Next Step Leadership. Oh, thank you. It's a privilege for me to be here, be with two good friends. Well, same. Listen, what are you doing now? I understand that there may be some transitioning going on, that you're doing some more pastoring. Tell us about that. Yeah, I've um, sort of been phasing out of um, the the Christian school uh, at Falcon Children's Home, but I'm still very connected to Falcon Children's Home, which is a tremendous ministry. Um mm-hmm. And uh, But I'm pastoring a church, Baywood Church, in the Fayetteville Eastover area, uh, as well as continuing to do some writing, and I'm doing some curriculum writing right now, actually, as well. Well, it sounds like you're in the sweet spot of all the things that God has gifted you to do, Mike. And uh, Well, our reason for having you on, other than having you as a friend, is because uh, you wrote a book about Christmas that, man, we just thought it would be amazing to have you just talk about that and some of what you had to say and, and why you felt compelled and led to write that. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Yeah, a few years ago, I wrote books called Journey to Christmas, and it actually is a Christmas devotional. It takes you through uh, through the month of December, and um, I just felt like, you know, we've made Christmas into a more of a destination and really for especially for believers it should be a journey that we get there because christmas really is about journey and and something that we should do internally and if you think about it um there was a the whole story of christmas is a journey you had mary and joseph journeyed from nazareth to bethlehem you had 
uh, shepherd's journey from the field to the manger. You had magi journey from afar to Jerusalem. And of course, the greatest journey of all was Jesus. He journeyed from heaven, became flesh and dwelt among us. So I just felt like it would uh, be good for all of us to sort of take reflection, contemplation as we walk through the Christmas season, to slow it down a little bit and just take a journey until we get there. Mm, well, that's so needed and, and it's really hard to do, isn't it? In our rapid pace of today's culture, um, what are some key takeaways that you want uh, the readers to be able to just grasp better as they're reading that? Well, I hope that they'll certainly uh, understand the Christmas story um, and read throughout the Christmas story. But really, and how does that um, apply to me right now? Um, mm-hmm. Because we can look at it as an you know an old book, an old story. But really, the Christmas story is alive. It's real, and it's for us today. And so, as we walk through, as we journey through in the book. We always take uh, a personal approach. How does this affect me today? Um, how can I learn, you know, from, from the beginning? I mean, the word Advent, which is the Christmas season, the word Advent means waiting. <clears throat> mm. So from the very beginning, um, from the Old Testament, people were waiting for the Messiah. They were longing for the Messiah. But what can we learn about waiting we can learn what does it take to wait on God's timing? What, is it, what does it mean um, to be able to be patient with the things that are around us mm-hmm. and to appreciate that God is in that moment? And even though we may not understand uh, what's going on, we may not see, know the timetable or see the plan very clearly, God is always at work. That's one of the things that I think we can take away from the whole Christmas story is that God is always at work and he's Mm -hmm. always working his plan in our life. We just may not see it at the moment, but if we will be patient, we will see what God is doing in our life and it will be a beautiful thing. That's so good. You know, I was, was raised Methodist and Advent was a big part of our lives. And when I moved over into the Pentecostal circles, it wasn't, in the early years, it, I didn't see that much. We, we didn't necessarily celebrate uh, the, the journey back to Christmas every year. But as educators, and we all have been in the higher education uh, department or, or calling for some time, um, the value educationally and from a discipleship perspective of every year walking through this whole uh, reconnection of God reaching out to man, the incarnate Son of God coming to redeem and buy back all of mankind, not just the Jewish race, but all of mankind, and, and how that enacts every year, that I learn something new every time I approach that. So I appreciate the approach of the journey. That word just kind of sticks out, Mike. Uh, exactly. And, you know, we we in our church, um, we have started really observing Advent um, and through the Sundays of Advent. 
um, even lighting the Advent candles. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no magic in that. But what it is is a, re- a physical reminder um, mm-hmm. of God's love, his peace, the joy, the hope that we have through the Advent season. And I think, um, and you know, I was raised Pentecostal, still am Pentecostal. Um, I wasn't, that was all new to me. Um, and I thought, oh, there are only certain churches that do that. And I don't know if it's significant for me. But as I have learned more and leaned into that, you're right, exactly, Tracy. We learn the appreciation of what that means, and it can be a deep spiritual connection of to God and what he's doing in our lives throughout the journey of Christmas. What are some um, practical things? I mean, you mentioned about the candles, and um, talk to the audience now that really doesn't know um, the principles and the practices that you're talking about. So educate us a little bit on, okay, what is the meaning of the candles? What does Advent really mean? How can I begin um, that experience with my congregation? Maybe if some are asking that, how would you answer those questions? Well, I think uh, the, the candle lighting in church or even at home is a significant thing that you can do. And as I said, there's nothing magical with the candles except it really becomes a physical reminder of God's presence. And, you know, throughout history, fire has always been a symbol of the Holy Spirit and the, and the presence of God. Um, all the way back to, you know, Moses and the children of Israel. But, um, so lighting that candle and so, you know, typically there, there are four, uh, Sundays in Advent. Um, and they mean different things. There's one that usually means hope. We fo- focus on hope, the longing Christ is coming, our hope that he is coming, the Messiah is finally coming. And then there's um, joy, the, the joy of knowing that the Messiah has come. And then love, his love expressed to us um, through his coming uh, and the word becoming flesh. And then the peace that comes from knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, those things can be done. Now, you know, I think we can do something daily. And that's one thing I was hoping with my book, people would take that. It would become Mm -hmm. a daily um, reminder of these things. Um, And I actually wrote it so that you could really read it in 10 or 15 minutes. It's not um, like a you know, a dissertation or anything, but you could simply get away, pause your life in the morning or in the evening or whenever that's best for you, and just think about what's going on right now during this season. And let's get back to celebrating Christmas for what it really, really means. That's so good. You know, I call those kind of things, Mike, uh, a devotional supplement. And mm-hmm. I, th- I would just encourage, you're right, my my experience with your work is this. It, it, it doesn't take long to read it. I'm not a fast reader, but it's just a supplement. I can I can add it to, if I already have a, a way of reading that I'm or a plan that I'm following, I can add it as a supplement to that. Or if I don't have one, what would be the harm in just saying, you know, for the next five weeks, I'm going to just every day, 
pursue this specifically and just ask God uh, before I read it, maybe just say, Lord, speak to me. Uh, I'm just here to hear your voice and to get some some new uh, vantage points, a new perspective, because you, you talk about five things the world needs, peace and hope and joy and love. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Uh, those are all pretty relevant to, to our life right now in 2022. There's a deficit in all those areas that is profound. Uh, and I, I remember the words of the Apostle Paul saying that Christ in us, guys, is the hope of glory. Yes, for us, but to a world that's far from him. So well, what a great reminder. And we need, I think we need those reminders because I think people have become busier and busier and fast-paced, mm-hmm. fast-paced. And when we get into the Christmas season, a lot of times um, there's just a lot going on and we get f- easily distracted and focused on the things that aren't going to matter a month from now, two months from now. Um, those things are going to be gone. But what about the interior of your life? What about mm. what's going on in your soul and what God wants to do? Uh, Christmas is about God becoming flesh and dwelling among us. Emmanuel, God with us, God in us. And that's really what we should be slowing down and focusing on of what God wants to do on the inside of us during this season. Why, why is that so hard for us? I mean, it's like we, we know that. We, we have the theory, the theology, but it's not easy. Well, I, th- I think we have to, as Tracy said, I think we have to be intentional. Um, I think, you know, I've for many years, um, I make like an appointment with God. Yeah. And, and many times I actually put it on my calendar or on my reminder on my cell phone and it beeps off reminding me that I could just take five minutes right now to stop what I'm doing, calm myself down and just get into the presence of of God in that moment. So I I think you need to do intentional things, uh, have specific times, maybe places that um, Mm -hmm. are special and um, that are your places to to meditate and to think about and to pray and um, take those intentional moments. And I think if we we become more intentional about it, you know what? A habit will develop and the the habit then will transform us. I think of um, now that I live in Georgia again, uh, so far every year I've taken time, not with, family or the group of people, but I've taken time alone to drive back to the house where I lived the first 12 years of my life. Mm. And I remember those Christmases, you know, and, and it's, it's that merging of the gladness and the sadness together, but remembering, oh, those great Christmases with mama. And, and, and so I think about the fun that I had. And so it's just those natural memories. But then I continue going further in history and remembering that true meaning of Christmas that you're talking about and taking some of those spiritual practices and those themes that we do need to remember that he is our source of peace. Amen. And, 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 and then I think of, all right, these are 
things, situations, circumstances that have robbed me of the peace or attempted to rob me of that peace, but I want it back. Mm. And going to that place and remembering, remembering Jesus, remembering it's about Jesus. Um, and it just, it helps me to redirect my thinking, to, to dwell on mm-hmm. Jesus. It is about Him. Uh, it's not just about the economy or our modern culture or what we like or dislike or the division or the argument. It's about the source of peace coming to us to bring peace into our lives. And it helps me to be in a particular location, like you're talk, talking about mm-hmm. time. And mm-hmm. and you know me, I'm really structured on time. And, I, and, and I, this is the best time for me. And this is the place. The place can be important, Mike. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because um, you want to get away where there are not going to be distractions and that, you know, you can shut your cell phone off or put it on silence or whatever you need to do so that you're, you know, we have all become addicted to cell phones. And I think that it is a blessing and a curse. So I think you're finding the right time, finding the right place is very helpful. Well, we appreciate the, the, the book that you took the time to write that in itself is, uh, is a gift. Thank you for that, Mike. And we encourage people to, uh, to avail ourselves this this year. If you haven't you know, had a plan yet, it's not too late uh, to to derive the most out of Christmas possible. And and yeah. you do, you can uh, read this in individual. The way it was written was for individual everyday uh, devotion settings. But it's not going to hurt you to read it even faster than that, or or you know read a significant portion at one time because it's mm-hmm. it's not a time consuming thing. But the point is not to read a book. It's for us to hear God speak to our lives and reminding us of who he is and the incredible, incredible love and plan of God to reconcile us back to himself and redeem us and buy us back and make us his own children, sons and daughters of God today. Amen. And that's mm-hmm. our prayer for everybody. Amen. Yeah. Amen. As I was listening to Tracy's comments there, it was one word that he was repeating, and I love it. He said, us. He didn't say me. It's not just Tracy. It's us. And Mike, as we're looking at you um, here on on a computer screen, I just want to thank you again uh, for the honor of um, bringing Christ to us in our relationships, of working with you. And we had we had a lot of food together. We had uh, joyful, fun times of laughter. We had serious conversations of of decisions that we had to make. And isn't it nice that we are not called to experience the Christ-like life alone? Amen. We are to experience Advent and all the seasons of our adventure. We're called to experience them together. And I just appreciate you welcoming me. I was telling the story last week of... um, when you uh, interviewed me for the position of coming to Emmanuel, and my initial response was, no, I don't think I'm going <laughs> to move from Orlando to Georgia. But, but you you welcomed me, and I want to thank you for that. And you made uh, that transition uh, very smooth and a wonderful experience. And so you yourself, um, in many ways, in all of your different roles, you're bringing the Christ life to people. And so, Tracy, and I just want to thank you for that. Thank you. I have to dive in here because um, uh, 
here's what I recognized this morning. I was thinking early this morning, uh, this makes me emotional. Um, had you not brought Chris into the Emmanuel College environment, I would not have this dear friend uh, that sits beside me today. So I personally am very uh, indebted to, to you for, for hearing the Lord and following the Lord. And uh, we probably wouldn't be having these conversations uh, had it not been for your sensitivity to that. So thank you, my brother. I know you didn't know all that as you were doing it, but thank you, my friend. Well, I, um, I you know, I, it was it was a God thing. And I think that um, it, it was a, one of those decisions I've never regretted. Chris has blessed many lives, and I knew that he would. And I'm so glad that it all lined up for him to come. In fact, some, some miracles happened along the way mm. to make it possible for him to come. And it has uh, it's been life-giving. Amen. Yeah. Well, we just appreciate you. Thank you yes, so much sir. for the time, and thank you for reminding us of Advent and the big picture and bringing Jesus to us as, as servant leaders seeking to learn ways to make our next steps our best steps. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Surfaces, is available now at www.chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their new musical releases at www.casualamericans.com or at your favorite music suppliers. We release Next Steps Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.